0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. Jack Daniels is the oldest, mellowest, whiskiest whiskey, and every drop is made in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels, turning nights into stories since 1866. Please drink responsibly. It's All Songs Considered from NPR Music. I'm Robin Hilton. And on this episode of the program, we've got a conversation with the rapper Goldlink. Earlier this summer, he dropped his second full-length album called Diaspora. NPR Music's Sidney Madden recently talked with him about the project, the global reach of his music, how his sound has evolved, and much more. Goldlink spoke to us from the BBC in London, where he's been staying, and Sidney was here at NPR Studios in Washington, D.C.
1: Goldlink is never satisfied with one sound. The Washington D.C. rapper created a dedicated online community during his mixtape days by weaving together go-go, house, R&B, and boom bap. His
0: 2016
1: single "Crew," featuring Shy Glizzy and Brent Faiers, earned the rapper a Grammy nomination. And it became a contemporary anthem for a city. Now he's going global.
0: Push up your bra to the left desk right. Now we in the car with a broke break like Think about the ass, the link, the hint, the sex, the whip, the figure for link, like then we dip out. You say party all day. You say, beat love from me.
1: His latest album, Diaspora, blends together Afro Juju, Boston Nova, Reggae, and so much more. It's all to create what Goldlink says is the decentralized future of music. Joining me from the BBC in London is Goldlink. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Congratulations on your album.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm doing well.
1: Your last project, 2017's At What Cost? It was very tied to a sense of place, that place being DC. Now, 2019, you've zoomed out. And you hear that right off the bat with one of the album's lead singles, Zulu Screams. Let's hear a little bit of that.
0: Right. Feel like a brand new me, and an entourage for the latest beat. And the sun don't shine with the gangsters beat. And we rush and roulette to a game of three. By five, one, by five, two, five, three, five, four. And the sun don't shine, run a yo no more. And the girl said, yeah, ain't no 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 more. And we richer than the rich, we ain't poor no more. Huh. I ain't been back in a minute, that's crazy. I ain't seen around no car, don't pay. Oh, nah, nah, nah. You
1: Lulu screams, it starts off with this chant um, that hits you over the head right away, and then it goes into a nimble guitar, kind of like Nigerian instrumentalist King Sonia Dei. Why yeah. start off with the chants?
0: That's a good question, actually, because it was like a a collective effort. So P2J, you know, who predominantly worked on a beat, he was the guy who decided to, you know, make it that way. It's actually something that he had for a a while just laying around. Yeah, so that's how that kind of came together. And he just kind of called it that. He worked on it um, with this Congolese artist who does like a lot of the chants, like towards the end of it. Um, So that's kind of how that kind of happened. That was kind of more like a creative decision. But as far as like the nimbleness of the flow, I decided not to like fight it. You know, I never tried to like attack it like a typical record. I tried to like ride alongside the record.
1: Just to go a little bit again, macro, what are some of the experiences you had between 2017 and 2019 that inspired like a sonic evolution?
0: Um, I think it was just more so just being able to be exposed to more things, you know, just, um, actually have an opportunity to travel and actually have an opportunity to spend time in different places instead of coming and out and actually spend time with people and have a real conversation was like one of the more dramatic differences that i had you know making music which was like which allowed me to do that because of the 2017 success
1: Where's somewhere you traveled that really stuck with you
0: um amsterdam surprisingly just because they actually have a strong black community there i met a guy, like a lot of dudes through the daily paper guys who like work out of amsterdam And a lot of them are from like you know like one guy's from london and stuff like that they're like from all over meeting them i met other black people and then we kind of had like a a discussion about the black community and where we're actually from and you know things like that and it kind of gave me more insight about the community and then just kind of hanging with other black people there
1: what did you hear there what are some sounds that really got you
0: it wasn't like i was looking for music
1: Mm.
0: i was just looking for information the music is whatever. Like, that comes kind of from within. It was more so just, like, the realization of this bridge and this culture bridge and being black and just having conversations more so inspired it opposed to just me hearing something and Be like, I want to try this.
1: What do you mean by the bridge?
0: The lack of. More so, like, there's a lack of bridge. Like, there isn't a bridge that's kind of connecting us and telling us that we're all similar. I thought that that was a very obvious bridge, but it's not as obvious as you think. You know, like, people in... Black people in Amsterdam, or Aboriginal people from Australia, or Black people from D.C. We don't know that we all have the same upbringing. That maybe all of our aunts have plastic on their couches, or maybe we all, you know, have that grandma in the neighborhood. You know, like that actually happens everywhere. It's not just special just for one place or one culture.
1: The universal Black experience.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, as I said, it feels very global and local at the same time, but it also feels mm-hmm. futuristic. Mm, yeah. Why was that important for you?
0: You know, um, I'm not sure. I've always been ahead of the curve, just because I'm always able to see things a little bit further than the average person. Um, I just felt like if I had to make an estimate, I felt like that's where music was going to go, which is what diaspora was. So I kind of just created what I thought the momentum would be in my head in the next two years. Me Vic. Once
1: you had all of these experiences, conversations, walking around, discoveries, how did you collect all of that? How did you collect all the various sounds onto the album?
0: At the end of the day, I made sure that anything that I did was felt right to me. You know, that was the one thing. So everything kind of came through a system of myself. You know, I'm very much DC. I'm very, you know, black. I'm very so many, you know, I am what I am. So I kind of just took it and kind of interpreted things the way that I would hear it or the way that I felt about it. And I think, you know, that's kind of how I created it.
1: It's really interesting that you name the album Diaspora because it can mean so many different things to so many people. Mm -hmm. And I I think one common thread is tension. Um, Mm. Diasporic people have to learn to maneuver with this tension. And you can hear that on a few of the tracks. There's a tension between the lyrics and the production and it feels like it's kind of a Mm -hmm. metaphor. Let's play Maniac.
0: Let a nigga move one time and it's fine Creep on that beat when I rob, we gon' slide Got a whole DMV on my side Treated with bitches who slide on my line The way that a holds team like a band OG with a pen trying to smash the band I can escape and break the glass to hand Y'all niggas go and ghosts to pack the men Shoot a it, clickety-clack The fact is, word around is it don't matter Just a favorite rabbit head on a silver platter My goons will catch ya, don't ask no questions When we in the zone, it's pure reaction Shawty hella dick and got an accent Might have to whip and whip and gas it No time for it, so I lean I get lean, lean, lean. With the black down to the top top free. I get cheese shutter better, teeny jiggers up you ain't never seen. I get windows, tinted, candy, painting, engine, rebbin, low, I keep it pimping, I keep quite a distance from niggas, so stay on the
1: job How did you achieve this tension?
0: Hmm, I think that probably comes from within. And I think also it comes from um introspectiveness. I don't even know if that's a word, but the point is like <laughs> kind of looking back. You know, at where I came from, I did a lot of that. I did a lot of self-reflecting and a lot of going backwards in order to make something this forward. So maybe that's kind of where the tension comes from.
1: And you talk about looking back. Let's talk about D.C. for a moment, where it is right now. Mm -hmm. You hop around, you live in different places, but D.C. is still your home, correct? Yeah. I'm sure you've been keeping up, but D.C. has become the fastest gentrifying city in America. Yeah, it has. And we're already seeing real-world effects of that. For example the don't mute dc movement for those who don't know it's a grassroots movement to preserve go-go music and dc culture and it started earlier this year with um a clash between locals and let's say the new residents but since you've left dc and you've traveled so much what have you learned about dc from being away from it
0: yeah you know i learned um that whatever's happened in dc is kind of happening everywhere um everybody has their thing everybody has their version of uh their city, or their memories, or their moments, or their places, their spots, their own vernacular, their own way of dressing, their own way of thinking, just like DC does, you know? And everyone's kind of, um, and especially in black communities, you know, we're scared of losing a grip of that. And I feel like everybody's holding on to the little pieces that they have. And I think through such a twisted concept, it's bringing us much closer together.
1: When you say bringing us closer together, who you mean?
0: You know, like black people.
1: Internationally?
0: Yeah, like globally
1: kind of like black people are black people are black people everywhere yeah it's things that unite us all and now that it's been out in the world and you've lived with it and it's breathed beyond your immediate crew what are you seeing as your measure of success for this album
0: um i think the way that i'm looking at it is how it's affecting the people that it was intended for which is not just black people this wasn't intended to make just for black people it was actually intended for anybody who's isolated more so but it just connected with the people with my own people you know so that's kind of how i measure the success is like it's a lot more people that look like me coming up to me telling me that this is their favorite thing and it resonated with them and they're a massive fan of it today someone stops me and grabs my hand and tells me how massive of a fan he is and um how great the album is and keep going and he's going to see me in november because i have a show in london
1: another big signifier is the variety of features on it. You got Jay Prince, you got B.B. Relly, Pusha T, Tyler. But one of the collabs that really stuck out to me was Jackson Wang, who is a K-pop artist, Hong Kong hailing rapper, uh, and it's on the track Rumble. So let's hear a little bit of that, and then we're going to talk about it. With the in China, now, bring them at the I know
0: the one. Give respect to I
1: the With so much of the conversation around this album being around the black experience and the African American diaspora, why reach all the way over to Asia?
0: Like, well, he's a homie of mine. I met him at a party, and he's like a big, 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 big fan. You know, I didn't know how big of a deal he was. And then, um, you know, we met. I I just liked him a lot. He's such a good guy. And then, you know, we hit it off. I was like, why not? Because like I was saying, it's not just focused on black. Like, I'm a black guy. So naturally, I'm going to do things for my community. Yeah. But diaspora means so many things. Like even when I looked up the definition, like last, like April of 2018, you know, I was like, it said something about the Jews dispersing to the outlands so like the outskirts of what the city would be. So it never really was um, applying to just one specific race. If you want to make a diaspora of things, then you have to reach to a diaspora of people.
1: What does diaspora mean to you right now?
0: I don't know. It means a, a lot of things. It doesn't mean just one thing, which is why I chose it in the first place. I'll say this, though. I'll say the one that sticks out to me the most is gentrification. And then the, the people on the other side of that. That's kind of what it means to me. Because every time I read the definition, no matter where or how I read it, it's basically, I'm just like, well, I can relate to it. I remember when I lived in the city, you know, I go to my aunt's house, my uncle's house, go to the store, my uncle had a shop there, and then seeing foreclosed apartment buildings, you know what I'm saying? And then being like, okay. And then my mom and dad being like, "Yeah, we're moving to Maryland." And then my mom being like, "You know, we're going to Virginia." Mm -hmm. You know, and then I see a lot of my friends in Maryland who used to, I used to play ball with in D.C. You know, and then go to Virginia and you see a few more. You know, so that's kind of what it means to me.
1: You said you've always felt a little ahead of the curve, and you know where music is going. Where do you feel like it's going?
0: You know, I think that it's going to be just less dumb and a little more intelligent, a little more grounded than it was before. Yeah, I think that we're going into a more like a, a different space where the more musical and the more like caring you are about what you do is going to just start to just be more prominent. And it's always been like that through time. So I think it's just like the newer sound is just going to be like a conglomerate of an international sounds. Like this kid, Santi, he's from Nigeria. You would never think he was from Nigeria if I didn't tell you if you heard his music because he has so many different influences and so many different sounds that he's perfected with each song. It's just resonating with the with the new culture. I think it's going to be more people like Asante that's going to start championing, you know, more so than people who are kind of making things that are very cookie-cutter, that kind of fit into what's already working. I'm mm-hmm. going to hear like a little less of that.
1: When you work it within like that cookie-cutter model, like you know what's going to be on the radio, you know it's going to make a hit. It's it's pretty safe, and it's it's easy to get comfortable there.
0: Right, and you also know the result of it. So you know exactly what you're getting every time. You're never going to get an element of surprise when you keep making the same thing.
1: Who are some other artists that you can think of that are really starting to push this? Like you said, Santee.
0: Tyler, for sure, the creator, because... He always challenges himself, no matter what you think about it. That's what makes him a great artist. Kanye's done it for years. Daniel Caesar just did it, just did it. You know, he um, keeps pushing that boundary. Her does the same thing. And these are people that don't ever make it safe for themselves. They always make it risky for themselves and they succeed tremendously every time. So, you know, it's people like that that are really pushing this thing forward. And when they do it, everyone follows suit. Every time we do it, everyone decides to do it.
1: The change makers. Yeah. Yep. You talked about things that are not safe and not comfortable. You know the metric of how, where it's gonna go. Yeah. It's the surprises that get you in that movie. What's surprising on the album? On this album? Um, I'm just gonna say yard.
0: Yeah. It's my yard. Get the fuck out my yard. DC Atlanta, baby, no I go hard. Look, Southwest niggas make the gun spark. I say I love because I say it from the heart. Uh, Astas wanna taste? I like. cut. Gold link is a black work of art. I don't need no friends in my life I don't need no girl that get high, huh I just need a boat and a tan And a black girl with a five-year plan. Who's in school with a kid Trying to be the best she can And she drive a good kid man, City minivan, look No bad vibes could I in my yard No bad vibes could I in my yard, no No bad vibes could I in my yard In my yard Yard is like such a surprising song because it's resonating with so many different people. I think that one's kind of crazy to me.
1: And how do you see it resonating already?
0: It just seems like people know the song longer than I've known it. That's why I know it resonates. They sing it like better than me. You know, I did one um, installation for the show in London, you know, that song just erupted the roof off the building that we had to stop it and start it over.
1: And as you said, D.C. will always be your home. What is there specifically about D.C. on the album?
0: There's a lot of it. It's like it's sprinkled throughout the album. But the main thing is Lil Nye, who's on Rumble, you know, having a D.C. artist add his own thing to it, it was like very important for me. That's the sound of the ride I'm I'm the back like. I break it I'm I'm now pick go back like. up
1: Which track was the most difficult for you to make?
0: Spanish song. It took me the longest to write it. I had to find the inspiration, I had to find the pocket for it. We had to find the like the idea for it. It was like a conglomerate of us just trying to make it feel like something you know, let's try to make it feel like it's a party the entire time. And I tried to write it almost imagery based. The story in my head was like, a guy at a bar with his friends, let's just say he's off work and he's going through things at his home, sees this girl, like, you know, let's say he's him and five of his guys and the guys are, you know, the four guys are just howling at her and, you know, he's a timid guy, he's kind of in the back, he's a little like strange, starts drinking a little bit. And starts filling himself and lets liquor kind of control where he yeah. <laughs> decides yeah. to go. I feel about seven of those. I feel invincible when I'm high on the roof. Entitled stream, entitled, I stream on the roof. But a richest coop. Liquor got me loose. Uh uh-uh. uh, stay out the and I group on my hill. My baby mama calling, talking about a friend. For the littlest baby, and how she met a man. Uh-uh, but tonight, I'm in it. I win it. I guess I got my nigga here with me. they looking for a new fan. And I go with a daddy venture. No one, a new man. And my partner talking to her trying to hold on a hand. Then I see you win a the cut. Then I holler, do man. Who that I want. I have to have for myself and everything else that i wanted this year. And I mean it up since say this ain't no liquor for real. But you still find a need like 50,000 members in I
1: picked a few tracks today. Do you have a specific track you want to talk about?
0: Coke White. Push a T. It's one of the best rap verses of the year. Coke white spider, Coke White Rover, Coke, white, Coke, white,
1: no baking soda. Parker a half a million on the curb just to show you. You can
0: be the mayor when the whole city owe ya. We bodied bodied like them no limit soldiers. This ice cream man key lows go for lower. The luggage is the new collab duffel by Ramoa. The leather shoulder straps makes it easier for chauffeurs The PJs for six You better hope one is not your bitch And drug dealers never been her niche We can pair wrists by the watch complication We can pair rich by who's more ostentatious Diamonds line up, make a star constellation And never talk numbers via phone conversations I mix and match them. What Pusher said was like he gave you an entire scenario like he he laid the foundation for the song before the song actually begins and i kind of just came back and just kind of finished it was such a reflective track i think that's why i enjoy it so much
1: and it's really clear through this conversation through listening to the album through knowing your music for years now that you mm-hmm. you make good use of your inspirations so who or what are you currently inspired by?
0: Yeah, right now I'm I'm inspiring myself. You know, because now that I've removed myself completely, there's nothing I can really do about the record now it's out into the world. I listen to it from a, um, a consumer standpoint. I just I'm actually like blown away and very proud. You know, of the product and it's very inspiring.
1: So what do you have planned next to inspire yourself?
0: I just wait for. It. I'm not really in a rush.
1: <laughs> okay. It's been, you know. All right. DMV's finest, the pride of D.C., Goldling. Thank you for talking with us from the U.K.
0: Thanks for having me.